Welcome to Diving in Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and I am excited and honored that you have tuned into today's podcast where we're going to take life and we're going to see how God wants to turn it into lessons. And I'm inviting you, you have a personal invite (laughs) to dive in with me as we use God's word to navigate these deep waters. Welcome, 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 welcome. Um, I just wanted to make sure if you didn't feel welcome. You had a few other other welcomes there to add to it. Um, listen, I do not want to stress you out. and But I feel like I need to give you a heads up about something. In approximately, by the time you listen to this podcast or maybe shortly after, approximately 57 days away from Christmas. And I am only aware of this fact because um, my daughter, Abby, tells me every morning um, how many days we have, and I just felt like it was my duty to let you in on this fact, (laughs) Um, just in case you didn't realize that it was coming up. And I, you know, don't panic, or maybe you should, I don't know, maybe... (laughs) Maybe we we need to panic. I don't know. Um, I know I did the day that Abby told me. I was like, "What?" First of all, I was like, "No, no, that's that's not true." And then I was like, "I actually looked it up <laughs> to make sure." And then I saw a girl put a post on Instagram and asking if people had started their Christmas shopping, and I saw that and I was so annoyed. And I pressed no. Um, Like, I was like, why doesn't it say big fat no? Or, you know, yes. But um, because when the thing is that actually we probably should be thinking about it because apparently there's shipping problems, which I've noticed even like Amazon, I don't get my two-day order. I have to wait like five days, which, you know. Can we even wrap our head around that? Because we're used to things being delivered the next day or in two days or whatever. I think there's even places like it can be delivered that day. I, I don't live in an area where they do that, but maybe you do. Um, but the shipping thing worries me a little bit because I don't know how you do your Christmas shopping, but I literally have, I think last year, I ordered every single item online because I had COVID and so that was the only way things was were gonna get bought. <laughs> so um yeah. So probably um should get with it. We should we should start doing it. I may or may not have when I was actually writing out this podcast and was thinking about Christmas, I may have gone on Groupon and started um getting some groupons for some stuff because I don't know if you use Groupon or not, but let me just say this use it. (laughs) You can find some amazing deals. I make calendars for like all the grandparents and they have really good deals on that. I found a really good deal for Christmas cards because we give them out to our church, but it gets kind of expensive. And so found a really good deal for that. I found some other really good deals, which I cannot say because they're gifts for people. Um, But yeah, just one note of caution, check the date of like when it expires, because one of the things I didn't check. And so like, I have to get it before like a certain date. So anyways, so yeah. And, and if you have not 
done any Christmas shopping, there is literally no judgment for me because I normally do not even buy one thing until after Thanksgiving. I just happened to see some good Groupons. And so that's what happened. That's as far as I've gotten. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, so hopefully I didn't totally stretch you out. And some of you are like, now I have to go do some Christmas shopping. <laughs> um, which for our family too, it's difficult because all of our birthdays are in the fall. So we're just getting through birthday season. And then, then it's like, okay, now I can focus on Christmas. So, but I'm a little ahead of schedule, which is, is good. That may be all I buy until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Who knows? But anyways, um, just felt like it was my, my, is it civic, civil, civil, civic? I don't know. My duty to let you in on that little nugget of information. <laughs> anyways, I'm, I'm sure you're so happy you've uh, tuned into today's podcast, but in my last podcast, I um, had talked about how I had gone to my mom's Bible study and how I was going to elaborate more on um, that that part of, of my trip. And so that's what I want to actually do in this podcast. I want to elaborate on that particular encounter, situation, whatever you want to call it. Um, I had mentioned that I had led worship with my sister, which again was just such a special time. Um I think especially because every day was so up and down uh, when I was visiting my mom and kind of felt like a roller coaster of emotions. And personally, when I feel like I'm on a roller coaster of emotions, I mean, that can just leave you feeling super depleted and super just like you're just weary, you're tired. And um, for me, when I feel like that, worship is, it like fills, fills my cup. Um, when we were worshiping the Lord, I just really felt like God gave me an opportunity to surrender during that time. Um, and, and basically, I needed to surrender how things were playing out. And I think I was taking the the weight of the situation or maybe the outcome of the situation on my shoulders. And I think sometimes we can do that without even recognizing it. But when I was in this time of worship, I realized like I am taking the responsibility in a way of if God chooses to heal my mom on this side or not. And I'm kind of like, putting it on my shoulders like it's up to my actions or my faith Um, and I was really struggling with that not I wasn't struggling with my faith like I have complete and total peace about how God wants to move in her situation and my mom has peace and all those things but at the same time Sometimes people would say things that really would make me question myself and question um, if I was praying enough, if I was asking enough, if I had enough faith. And the only person I really kind of divulged that to is my husband. There was one day that I just really, you know, I called him because I just needed to talk about it. And I was carrying a lot of that 
that weight. And so as we went into this place of worship, I really found that I just felt like the Lord just said, why don't you give that to me? That's kind of my job. And it's not your responsibility to, it's not on your shoulders to determine um, what happens in this situation. And I don't know if that speaks to anybody. I don't know if anybody is, you know, it's interesting. Um, when you're stressed, sometimes we carry stress in different parts of our body, like f- our physical body. Um, even when I'm working out, there's certain exercises that you, the trainer will say, like, release your neck. You're, you're carrying, um, you're t- tensing it up, you know, and you'll feel yourself. Like, you'll be like, as soon as they say it, you'll, you'll release your neck and you'll be like, oh, I've been tensing my neck for the last, you know, 15 reps of this, of moving this weight. And there's something like, like this, oh, oh, okay, that I was carrying that. And I felt like that's how the situation was. It's like, I didn't even really recognize that I was carrying that weight, that responsibility. And as I felt the Holy Spirit just say, hey, why don't you just give that over to the Lord? It was like the trainer saying, hey, release your neck. And just feeling that like, oh, I don't, I don't have to take this on right now. I don't, the outcome is not up to me. It's not in my hands. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask and I'm going to do my part, but I don't have to carry the weight of it. And I don't know if that speaks to anybody. If you're carrying the weight of somebody, I'm going to be like the trainer and just say, or the Holy Spirit was to me and just say, relax your neck, (laughs) like just surrender that, just give that to him that you, we have enough to carry. We have enough we need to focus on and we're carrying things that we were never intended to carry or need, need to carry. Um, And so I really felt like for me, when I entered that place of worship is when I was able to just surrender that, um, to the Lord and, and the peace that came with that, just being able to just relax instead of feel so tense. Um, and so I'm just gonna just say, if, if that does resonate with you, go worship, (laughs) just go put some music on, or if you play an instrument and you like to sing or whatever, you know, just, just go worship it. It reminds me of the story of David and Saul where Saul was plagued by an evil spirit. And I'm not saying you have an evil spirit or you're plagued by an evil spirit or anything like that. Okay, don't get the wrong idea. But I think we can be plagued by fear. I was. I was allowing myself to be plagued by fear. Saul was agitated. And I think we can get agitated. And so what does Saul do? He he's miserable. And um, he ends up having David come play his harp. David, who is anointed of the Lord, he he begins to play that harp. He begins to worship the Lord with his his music. And David was no not a stranger to worship. I mean, he was a worshiper. He understood the importance of worship. And so he provides this space of anointed worship. And if you look up 1 Samuel 16, 23, it says, whenever the evil spirit from God bothered Saul, 
David would play his harp, and Saul would relax and feel better, and the evil spirit would go away. Go worship. It, it reminds me of the lyrics of a song. Um, I had to look it up because I'm not good at names of songs. <laughs> like somebody like, do you know this song? I'm like, uh, no. just sing a little bit for me or tell me the lyrics and then I'm, I'll be able to tell you. Um, but it's called Stand in Your Love. And it says, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Fear does not stand a chance when we immerse ourselves in God's presence. And worship is a great way to um, find ourselves in his presence. And I, th- I feel like it's an easy access to the Lord, worship is. Um, maybe I should just do a podcast on worship, but because it's very near and dear to my heart. It's what I do for a living. I I do it at church. I, that's my res- my responsibility is to create a space for people to be able to come and worship the Lord. And so, um, yeah, I just want to encourage us to do that. And, and I think that you'll just find that that fear, you know, or agitation or weight burdens, all of those things you will find are released and you will find peace. And I'm not saying your situation will change that me giving, surrendering to the Lord, it wasn't like I walked out of that worship service and my mom was miraculously healed. That wasn't the situation. Um, but I had peace. And that's, you know, surpassed what my mind was telling me or, you know, what the situation that was swirling around me is is God's peace. And so that's that's one of the things I learned in that, in that small group. Um, and that was actually intentionally in the beginning, like a, a side note, like kind of thing. But um, I'm going to share another thing that I really felt was impactful uh, when I joined this small group. And it was kind of cool because, and I'm sure if you've ever been a part of a small group, you've been in these situations with people. But um, so they all broke off into like, um, groups of three or four or whatever. And it was like, you know, share, you know, something you're going through and then, you know, pray for that person and, and lift them up and stuff. And so my sister and I were sitting next to each other and we ended up, um, next to a girl, um, just a beautiful woman inside and out. Um, her name was Jenna. And, um, my sister and I, you know, we basically had the same thing, our mom. So we were like, we'll let her go first. (laughs) And so she went first and she began to share about her daughter. Um, I think she's like seven or eight. I'm not sure. I can't really remember her age, but anyways, um, but she had just had eye surgery, um, for having lazy eyes. And if your kid has ever had surgery, you know how like, Ugh, it's not fun. It's not fun. I remember um, one of my kids having surgery and they gave him the anesthesia and like they started freaking out and just like trying to get up off the bed and we're screaming and it was the most horrifying thing to watch as a parent and I was sobbing and the doctor's like, get the mom out of here. <laughs> and so, you know, then I'm walking down the hall and I'm sobbing. And needless to say, I never put myself in that situation again with any of my other kids' surgery. But um, it's, it's just like, 
um, there's always risks, you know, there's always no matter what, what it is, your kid being put under is a risk. So, um, but what was really interesting was as she was sharing, um, about her daughter having surgery and this particular surgery, my sister was like, oh my goodness, like my sister has had two kids have had this surgery. So Aaron, why don't you, you, uh, tell her about your story and what you've gone through. And this is the thing. Is it a coincidence that I've had two children that have had this surgery as this lady? I do not think so. <laughs> I totally believe that those kinds of situations are like God planned, God aligned, God led. And it was so awesome to be able to just share how I had gone through that as a mother. I understood her feelings. I understood, is the surgery going to work? And how is this going to affect them? And you're operating on your children's eyes. I mean, when they explain the surgery, you're like, it's like gross, (laughs) you know, and is it obviously could be worse, you know, and then when it happened or any of those things. And yet God aligned my my path with her path on that particular night for us to be able to bond over um our both of our you know kids having that the same exact surgery on both eyes and um you know after we talked for a while and prayed and stuff she she through tears just said you know what I almost didn't come here tonight I almost did it just was like difficult to get here. And I really was like, I sh- I'm just going to stay home. She said, I just am so thankful that I didn't stay home, that I pushed through and that I I came here. And she's like, you know, you guys were able to pray with me. You're able to encourage me. And not only on that side of things, but even some personal things that God really used um, my sister and I to just speak some life into her life and to what I believe is how God sees her and just like total ministry moment. We became Instagram friends because, you know, that's important. (laughs) But as I was thinking back over that situation, it really hit me like, what do we miss by not pushing through sometimes? Like, where have we needed to be? Like, There are times we've needed to be somewhere, but we haven't pushed through to get there. Therefore, we miss an opportunity for a God-ordained moment because that's exactly what I believe it was. It wasn't not a coincidence. It was a God-planned, aligned, and led moment. It was it was like a setup, but it a setup in a good way, not in a bad way, but in a good way. It was like God said, okay, this person's been through this, this person's been through this. I'm gonna align their paths together and I'm gonna set it up so that encouragement can be brought through. But of course the enemy knows all this, and so he's gonna push us to not push <laughs> and get ourselves where we need to be. And you know, I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage myself because I've definitely been there and I, I'm i like, man, I'm sure I've missed times that because I didn't push through to get myself aligned with where God wanted me to be for, for, for good, for a good setup, 
I've probably missed some good setups <laughs> because I've allowed myself to, you know, be tired and overwhelmed and my focus not in the right place. And so I just want to, I just felt to encourage you, encourage myself. Like if there's a time where it's like, hey, you know, I've got these obstacles and it's just difficult. Maybe just, maybe we just need to step back and say, okay, is this something I'm really supposed to push through because God's got a good setup for me? He's got something specific for me. He's about to align my path. Ooh, that's good. Align my path and has a planned moment just for me. I mean, isn't that amazing that God is like that? Like he cares so much about us that he would like set us up with someone who can bring encouragement to our exact situation, like down to the T of our situation. Like that's how much he cares about us. Like that should just blow our mind. And yet we allow ourselves to be, to not push through, to get that moment. So it's just something I'm putting out there for you and for me of, I don't want to miss those moments. First of all, and we've talked about this on the podcast, not just maybe you're the one who needs to receive it, but maybe God wants to use you to give that encouragement. And that's in another podcast you can go back and you can listen to it. I'm not going to re- <laughs> rehash that one. Um, I At this point, I was going to say, so now we're going to get into the real topic. But actually, I, I think all of these things are important. And so instead of just coming with one topic, I just felt like that's why I ended up calling this podcast. Um, I forgot what I was going to call it. Um, what I learned at a small group because it it all was one evening of like God pointing out different things and I think that they're all important and I think they're all things that I personally, he was helping me pay attention to and obviously I must need to pay attention to them in my own life and you know that this podcast is real and so I'm just going to share with you what I feel like God's pointing out to me. And so at the small group, Uh, the topic was intercession. And I'm not going to lie, that word intercession or an intercessory person has always kind of made me uncomfortable. Um, And the reason for that being that like, I feel like it's a heavy word, like an intercessor. I'm, I've heard people say that about themselves. I'm an intercessor. Or if somebody um, introduce to somebody and they're like, she or he are, they are an intercessor. It's, it's just, first of all, I've equated time with intercession. Like you have to have loads of time in order to qualify yourself as an intercessor. Um, and I feel like the, the, Visual, I think of when I think of an intercessor is someone who has a closet, a prayer closet, and they lock themselves in there um, for hours on end. And then if you do that, if you have time and you have the closet, that equals an an intercessor. That's basically what I've equated in in my mind when I hear hear that word. Um, and I I think that. <laughs> I took that word and kind of put it on this pedestal as well. Because if someone said, well, this person is an intercessor, I would say, wow, like 
there's people who pray and then there's people who are intercessors. Like that's like another level of prayer. Like you're like way above the rest of us who pray for our food, you know, kind of thing. Or maybe pray for somebody, but we're not an intercessor. Like I would never classify myself as an intercessor based on what I thought an intercessor was. And so um, actually it's just just interesting how God works because um, even doing this podcast, I kind of had a different idea of how I was going to use intercession. Um, I was going to talk about for our kids. And I think that eventually we definitely are going to dive into that because that's something God is really putting into my heart. Um, But I think we have to understand what intercession is before we can dive into um, what that looks like for our husband, our wife, for our children, for people. And so I think we have to understand the foundation of the word before we can move on to the next step. So I just felt like the Lord was like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) You want to dive in here, but you're not going to dive into those waters yet. Let's just dive into the word intercession and maybe have a clearer understanding. And maybe this is just completely for me. Um, And I even thanked the Lord before I started this podcast. I was like, Lord, thank you for showing me um, something that I didn't know before and learning. Like, I don't know about you, but I just... I want to learn. I want to grow. And, you know, I used to hear older people say, you know, the older I get, the more I realize I don't know. And I used to think, that's stupid. (laughs) I used to say, like, they're older. They should know more. But it's kind of true. Like, I I realized even things I thought I knew something about, maybe I don't really know anything about. And this is one of those topics that I don't really know if I have really known what it's about. Maybe parts of it, but... Um, anyways, so that's what I, I wanted to like do the, the next part of this podcast. And, and obviously I think in order to understand a word, you need to look up the definition of the word. And so, um, the definition of an intercessor is a person who intervenes on behalf of another, especially by prayer. Like I said, my definition of an intercessor is someone who just prays a lot um, like for hours on end. And I've always equated the time to intercession. But I don't think that's actually it at all. I think we're missing the point if we equate that time means an intercession. Intercessor. That's kind of, I guess, a kind of hard word to say, apparently. <laughs> so to dive into that word just a little bit more, um, An intercessor is someone who stands in the gap, who steps in on somebody's behalf through prayer. Notice it doesn't say anything about time. (laughs) Um, I want to change change our perception. And I I think the best way to start with that is, first of all, understand that my gosh, it is a hard word to say. Intercession, I guess when you say it a lot, maybe. (laughs) is important because I have always viewed it as something that some people are really good at and that's their spiritual gift. And I'm not saying that it's not, but I think that if we only think that it's for other people or if we only think that it pertains to um, 
those who can give all this time to it, then we're basically um, kind of dismissing ourselves or um, kind of, I'm not, I'm not looking, not, wow, I'm talking so well today. My son-in-law said to me recently, he said, man, I'm just so amazed you can do it in one take. Well, maybe I should do it in more than one take, Frank. <laughs> um, we basically like, um, I, yeah, what is the word? Oh, I hate that. We dismiss ourselves from thinking we're an intercessor because of how we think it is. But I believe that we're all called to be intercessors. Nobody is exempt from it or not capable of being an intercessor. And I think the best person to look at is, is being an intercessor important? And should we all be it? I think is Jesus. I think that's always a good place to start with. I'm sure that whole part there was just a mess. But the thing is, is that Jesus, he intercedes for us. So therefore, I think it should be something we should pay attention to. Um, the definition says an intercessor speaks to the Father on someone's behalf. And the Bible shows us that Jesus speaks to the Father on our behalf. In Romans 8.34, it says Jesus is the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. In 1 John 2.1, it says Jesus is our advocate with the father in hebrews seven twenty five, it says jesus always lives to intercede for us and if jesus does that for us then who are we doing it for so obviously it's important if jesus does it for us and we want to be like jesus who are we interceding for uh leading up to this conversation that we had at this small group about intercession, I had been really feeling convicted um, when I've been scrolling through my Facebook because <laughs> um, I would see different prayer requests and I'm, I don't want you to think like, oh, she just didn't stop and take the time or anything like that. It just would be like, oh, okay, I noticed that. All right. And that maybe we even write like, I'm praying. And then I think, oh, I'll pray about it later or whatever like that. And I'm a really good scroller. Like I don't like long, um, like if your thing, apparently words are very hard for me today. Um, If your (laughs) captions are super long or whatever, I get disinterested. I'll read the first little bit. Sometimes I won't finish it or I'll just kind of skim it or whatever. And then I keep scrolling, you know, like my finger's always scrolling. It's never like really stops on anything. And so one day while I was scrolling, I just hear the spirit say, so you're just going to scroll past that need. And I was like, yeah, like I see it. I feel bad about it. It's not like I'm not hard. I'm heartless or, you know, I don't care, but the spirit was just saying like, how about instead of scrolling, you just stop and you intercede for that person? How about you just stand in the gap in prayer and you lift them up on their behalf? Now, I totally could have kept scrolling 
but let me just say the Holy Spirit's voice can be really, really loud (laughs) and really, really convicting and way too loud to be ignored. (laughs) And so I started interceding. I would scroll and I would see something, you know, some were very specific prayer requests. Some were just sharing what's going on, which that's what Facebook is, you know. And I think in the past, like I didn't want to be bothered by, you know, like things that weighed me down, you know, that were like difficult or whatever. And I mean, that's just being real and just being honest. Okay. And so, but I started as I was scrolling, I would just stop. And before I would allow myself to go to the next post, I was beginning to intercede on behalf of that person. And first of all, I realized that there's a lot of people that need to be interceded for. A lot of people have a lot of situations and a lot of stuff going on in their lives. And here was a great opportunity to intercede and pray for people. Now, maybe you're listening and you're saying to yourself, well, I'm very good at scrolling and I think I'm just going to keep scrolling. Before you give yourself a pass and say, Aaron, I think that's just for you. Let me read this to you and let me see. Let's see if you still feel like you get a pass after I read this to you. Okay. And it comes out of the Bible. So it's in Isaiah 59 and it's verses 15 through 16. God asked himself. Then the Lord saw it. And it displeased him that there was no justice and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. So the situation here is the Lord is displeased with what he sees. He doesn't see any justice and he wonders to himself, why are there no intercessors? Still feel like you get a pass? Or is that going to hit you in the heart like it did me, like an arrow? (laughs) The weight of that statement. And he wondered to himself that there was no intercessor. Lord, let it not be so that you wonder why there is no one to be an intercessor. Oh, that he would look down And see an army of believers interceding. An army interceding on the behalf of others. Standing in the gap. You know you don't have to go find a closet and lock yourself up in it. If you want to do that, great. And if you have the time to do that, great. I am not putting that down whatsoever at all because there are people who do that and they're amazing and it's incredible that they're able to do that but for the rest of us why don't we just start on Facebook simple start on Facebook open it up say okay Lord I'm going to intercede I'm not going to just scroll. I'm going to intercede. And I'm going to stand in the gap for these situations that I see. And I'm going to lift them up on their behalf. 
You see a situation? Pray. Intercede. I really feel like we're to debunk the myth that time equals intercession. And personally, doing this podcast, I feel a huge release in that, that I can become a person of intercession if I focus on others. And what's kind of amazing is I think that when we do that, so the day that I was scrolling through Facebook and I started interceding, yeah, I, I probably spent quite a bit of time in prayer without even trying. I think that's just a byproduct of it. But if in your mind, if you think like, oh, I've got to go put myself away and that's how I intercede, I think that's a myth. I think that you just look for opportunities and you look for situations and you ask the Holy Spirit to open up your heart and your mind and your spirit to be sensitive to what you need to begin to intercede for and for that person or situation. Let's just take out the complexity of that we got to go hide ourselves away. And let's just make it simple but effective. There's one last verse I want to share with you. And I, and I do want to make sure that you understand that if you have the time to go lock yourself up in a closet or a prayer room or whatever, more power to you. Like, that is awesome, okay? I don't, I don't want to send, send the wrong message. I'm just sharing from my perspective what has stopped me from believing that I'm an intercessor or that I could become an intercessor. And I'm just feel to take that part out of the equation so that we can understand that it's important for us to intercede, that Jesus himself intercedes for us. Therefore, that shows us an example that we should be interceding. Okay, I just got to put that out there. All right, I want to wrap up with this last verse, and it's from James 5, 16, and it says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The definition of effectual is producing a desired intended result. The definition of fervent is having a passionate intensity. The definition of a righteous man, we are not righteous. Because some of you are like, oh, I can be effective. I can be fervent. Oh, righteous? Hmm, uh, that discounts me. No, it does not discount you. We are made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's how where we get our righteousness. It's from him. So therefore, you get your righteousness from him, which makes you righteous. Availeth much, which means produces much. So put all that together. So if we are willing to produce a desired, intended result and have passionate intensity, it will produce much. That's what it takes to be an intercessor. I feel like there's so much more that I could dive into on this topic, but I feel like we have to start with a base. And I think that we have to understand intercession is important. It's something that we need to go after. I want to pursue that in my life. And I think that as we pursue it, 
I think the whole time thing will take care of itself. It's not even something we're going to have to worry about. And we're going to grow and learn from placing ourselves in God's presence. It's There's nothing bad that can come out of being in his presence. <laughs> it can only be good for us. And we're lifting up our brothers and sisters and people that need Jesus before the very throne of God. So these are the lessons I learned. I learned that worshiping the Lord is a good place to go when I have fear or anxiety or crunching up my shoulders and I need to be told to just release it and the Lord does that in his presence. I learned that I need to make sure that I'm putting myself in positions we, we actually have a podcast called um, Positioning or something along those lines. Um, and, you know, we don't want to miss God aligning our path with someone else for, for us or for them. And I think we need to understand a little bit more about what intercession is and how we need to go after that and how we can all grow in that and how God can use us in that. I love you guys. Thanks for joining me and all my mess ups. <laughs>